Welcome to Main Thing Radio with Robert Fountain, pastor of Calvary Chapel, Miami Beach, in Miami Beach, Florida. Join us as Robert teaches through God's Word. commanded every believer to love others as Jesus has loved us. And loving others as Jesus has loved us involves shepherding others. It involves caring for them. It involves nurturing them. It involves taking care of them. It involves setting a godly example and serving them as an under-shepherd, if you will. Who has Jesus placed around you? Who has he entrusted to your care? Who has Jesus placed around you and entrusted to your care? In today's message from Pastor Robert, he teaches us that God has commanded every follower of Christ to love others as Jesus loves us. We are to recognize those around us whom we can love and be godly examples too. We are to help shepherd others. Stick around after today's message from Pastor Robert. I have quite a bit of information that I'd like to share with you. Our web address, podcast subscription information, and our contact information. Now turn to chapter 5 of 1 Peter, and let's join Pastor Robert with part 1 of today's message. First Peter chapter 5, verse 1, as we resume our studies in the book of First Peter, you know, as, as I opened this and considered it, a question struck me. What should one look for in a pastor? It seems to me that most people in our church world today in the United States look for somebody who will entertain them, maybe, maybe inspire them, somebody who speaks well, somebody who's funny, keeps their attention. And those are not bad things, unless those are the main qualities that the pastor possesses. See, I've known more than one con artist who possess those same characteristics. Talented, eloquent liars whose primary objective was personal achievement and success. And some of those in the name of Christ. 1 Peter chapter 5, starting at verse 1, the apostle writes, The elders who are among you I exhort, I who am a fellow elder and a witness of the sufferings of Christ, and also a partaker of the glory that will be revealed, shepherd the flock of God which is among you, serving as overseers, not by compulsion, but willingly, not for dishonest gain, but eagerly, nor as being lords over those entrusted to you, but being examples to the flock. And when the chief shepherd appears, you will receive the crown of glory that does not fade away. Likewise, you younger people, submit yourselves to your elders. Yes, all of you be submissive to one another and be clothed with humility. For God resists the proud but gives grace to the humble. Therefore, humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God that he may exalt you in due time. Now, we're going to back up. I want to look first at the, the first part. You know, technically, Peter wasn't addressing this only to pastors. 
He was reminding the older men, the Christian leaders, of their responsibilities, their duty to the Lord. This isn't primarily about title or position. It's, it's not about a vocation, about a job. It's, it's about our responsibility before the Lord. And by the way, ladies, it applies to you as, as well as to the men, even though it was directed in this letter primarily to the men. It's something that applies to all of us who sincerely follow the Lord Jesus. One day when we stand before the judgment seat of Christ, He will hold us accountable for these things. When He does the final evaluation of our lives. What things? Well, two things stand out here in Peter's exhortation to older believers. He says, shepherd the flock that's been entrusted to you. And be an example to them. To shepherd people means to nurture them and feed them, to protect them and lead them. The temptation will be to think that if you're not employed by a church or at least, you know, leading a home group or leading a ministry or, or whatever, that, that this doesn't apply to you because you haven't been entrusted with anybody to shepherd. But that thinking is flawed, and I'll tell you why. You see, God has commanded every believer to love others as Jesus has loved us. And loving others as Jesus has loved us involves shepherding others. It involves caring for them. It involves nurturing them. It involves taking care of them. It involves setting a godly example and serving them as an under-shepherd, if you will. Who has Jesus placed around you? Who has he entrusted to your care? If you've been following Jesus for more than a month or two, you need to become aware of the people in your immediate sphere of influence, your immediate circle who don't yet know him. Begin to pray for them. In Psalms chapter 2, verse 8, the Lord says to us, Ask of me and I will give you the nations for your inheritance and the ends of the earth for your possession. And we've talked about this before. This is a messianic psalm. This is a prophetic statement given you know, to the Messiah. Ask of me and I will give you the nations for your inheritance, the ends of the earth for your possession. But we who are in Christ need to understand that this applies to us. You and I should ask our Father for the nations, the people who don't know him is what he's talking about. Ask God for those people in your world who don't yet know him. As your inheritance, God, I want them to know you. I, please give them the desire to know you. Draw them to yourself. Let me be a part of that somehow. Give them to me as my inheritance. See, I believe this promise is related to the people in our families and among our friends and neighbors and coworkers who right now remain spiritually dead. You and I can't change that, but he can. And I believe many times the only thing that's missing is that we're not praying for him at least not consistently enough. I, the Lord busted me yesterday. There's one individual that he had put on my heart, you know, pray for that person. And I had kind of gotten slack about doing it. He reminded me. It's like, we had a talk about that. You're going to pray for that person. We, you haven't been praying for him. I don't know why God does it that way, but I, I see in scripture and I see it in my life that he does. And there may very well be somebody in your world that if, if you begin to pray for them, sincerely and seriously, he may begin to act on their heart, act in their life in an unexpected way. Why are you surrounded by these specific people in this specific season of their lives? Do you, you realize that Almighty God does things for a reason? Everything he does, 
You know, the old rabbis had an expression, everything means something. Everything means something. Why are they in your life right now? You know, I remember one day that God just kind of hit me with a question out of left field. Why me in Miami Beach? And especially since I didn't even want to be here. I didn't come for the weather. You know, people always like, oh, it must be hard, Miami Beach. I'm like, you have no idea, bro. I didn't want to come here. I didn't like heat and humidity. Now that I'm a little older and the bones don't work like they used to, I'm enjoying the heat and humidity more than I used to. But in the old days, I didn't, I didn't want to be here. But the Lord wanted me here. Why? The question, the way it hit me was like, what, a, what an amazing, incredible privilege. I was talking with a friend of mine. He was a pastor at the time in London. And it just, it just hit me as he and I were talking to the most unlikely pastors in the world. This guy was... He was a fashion model and did pretty well till he met Jesus and, and then not so much. And so he went to work in a Christian bookstore. He was the head booker for one of the number one talent fashion agencies in England. The head agent, if you will, for men with that agency. And he told me, he said, God, just, I just couldn't keep doing it. I couldn't keep doing it. And he went to work in a Christian bookstore, and then the Lord opened the door for him in this ministry, and then that ministry, and he realized, God's calling me to be a pastor. And he had a wife, he had kids, and he went back to school, spent two years at Cambridge, and he'd make an awesome stand-up comedian. I tried to get him here earlier this year, and the schedules just wouldn't work out, because he's been a good friend now for more than two decades. But as, as we sat there by the River Thames in London, I said, you ever think about the fact that he could have put any, anybody in all of human history, in London, where you are. And he chose you. He could have put anybody throughout history. He could have, whoever he wanted, he's God. He could have put anybody in the city of Miami Beach. And he chose me. Amazing. He could have put anybody where you are too. And he has selected a group of people for you. He has entrusted them to you. And you have to recognize if they don't know God, if they don't have a relationship with Jesus Christ, if they don't have the Holy Spirit inside them, then you are there for that reason. He has put you there in the midst of them. He's chosen you for that, for right now. So pay attention, look around, who are they? What is he doing? You know, maybe if you begin to pray for him, something will happen. Start asking you questions that you can't answer. That's what some of you are afraid of. Do you understand that's okay? His love is the main thing. His love is the main thing. We're so glad you joined us today on Main Thing Radio. It's our hope and prayer that you were touched by what you just heard. Before our time is up today, Pastor Robert would like to share a great testimony of how God is working through this ministry. You know, not, not long ago, we got a really cool letter. Actually, I guess it has been a while now, maybe a, maybe a year or more, but we got this really cool letter from a lady named Desiree who was listening to our program from within uh, a maximum security prison up in Georgia. And uh, she realized, she heard on one of the programs that I'm from Georgia, so she reached out. She was all excited that she had, you know, just some sort of common ground with this guy she was listening to on the radio teaching the Bible every day. And uh, she asked if, if it might be possible for us to send her some 
Bible study material, something other than, she said, I don't want workbook stuff. I don't want the fluff stuff. I, I want things that will really, some tools that will help me study the Word of God for myself. I, she said, for the first time in my life, I want to do it. I have time to do it. So we did that. We sent some books. We sent some, some Bibles for some of the other ladies there because they then asked for that, and they started a little Bible study group, and, and God was just using that little 15-minute main thing radio broadcast every day inside that prison. Wow, what a great testimony. If you'd like to share your story, please visit MainThingRadio.com. Thanks for tuning in today to Main Thing Radio.